You don't think at the time. Why are they stopping? You're just thinking, get me out of here. I was leaning against somebody. I later found out his name was Andy. The seats had gone. We were just in this hole. Andy's head was halfway out and he was getting electric shocks from a live wire hanging loose above him. I couldn't see this because I'd been swung round and had my back to him. But I remember feeling him there and us having this rational conversation. We're going to be okay, he said to me calmly. We've had a crash, I told him. He knew differently, though. He'd been in the RAF, but he didn't tell me what he thought, that it was a bomb. He tried to get up to help the people crying and screaming around us. He attempted to put his legs on the floor, but he just fell. That's when he realised there was no floor, just a huge crater. But even if the floor had been there, he couldn't have stood up. Both his legs were gone. He managed to pull himself back so he didn't fall into the gaping hole. Hasu Patel, consultant plastic and reconstructive surgeon at St Bartholomew's and the Royal London Hospitals, about to open her weekly clinic. I passed one of the nursing staff on my way to the clinic at the Royal London in Whitechapel. Oh, Miss Patel, she said, something's happened on the underground. There's a closure. There's going to be a lot of delays with the staff coming in. Don't worry, I said. But then the news began to filter through about an explosion. I realised immediately this would be serious because that word to me meant fire, which in turn means burns and injuries. I'm going to be needed in A&E, I thought. Maureen, Martine's mum at home in Barnet, looking after her granddaughter. I'd put Matilda in her pram and we were just setting off for Sainsbury's when Paul, my neighbour over the road, he's a cab driver, saw us. There's been a big accident in London, he said. He'd heard through his sister, who worked as a nurse at the Royal Free Hospital. She's had to go in, even though she's not due in today. Oh, that's terrible, I said. You feel sorry for the people involved, but you don't expect it to be you. When we got back from the shop, the phone was ringing. It was Grant, my son. Mum, what train does Martine get? I don't know, Grant. I don't know what train she gets. Why? Tracy, Martine's sister, arriving at work at the BBC in London. I got into work and I knew something had happened. I worked for the BBC and loads of people were missing. All the tubes and buses were down, but I didn't even think of Martine first of all. Eventually, I suppose it was about ten o'clock, I called Mum. Have you spoken to Martine? No. I've tried her mobile a few times, but you can't get through. Sarah. Martine's friend and former work colleague, already at her office in Edgware Road, where the bomb that killed six people on the tube was detonated. I knew. I knew. I can't tell you how many times I've been through all this in my mind that something was wrong with Martine. And the reason I knew was that Martine didn't call me. I worked at Edgware Road. Edgware Road? Where one of the bombs went off. If she'd been watching the news, she would have tried to call me just to check I was okay. Just, hello, you all right? Yeah, fine, love you, bye. But she didn't. She didn't call. That's how I knew. Martine. Someone was coming past, a train man. I think to this day about the images he must have been faced with. I was shouting at him through the gaping hole in the side of the carriage, get us out of here, get us out of here. Then a stream of people started to pass us through the tunnel. 
It was alarming watching them file by, half obscured by the smoke and the darkness, like ghosts, not looking at us, carrying briefcases, gym bags, rucksacks, safe, well, walking, normal, going to work like I'd been just a minute ago. I was dumbfounded. If there'd been a crash, why were they so okay and we so not? Why were people screaming and injured and dying in our carriage and everyone else just fine? I was completely confused. I couldn't understand. I leaned out of our crater as far as I could to look further down the train. It didn't make sense. I could see the poles and windows and upholstered seats entirely undamaged, as though we were in some weird parallel universe. And all the time the other people trudged by until they dwindled to nothing. And we were alone in the dark. Liz Kenworthy, off-duty policewoman.